For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 41. This is Jesus Stories, the podcast that tells the stories of Jesus' life and teachings in an informal, informative, and interesting way. I'm George Taylor. I'm your storyteller. And we are in part six of our Holy Week events. This is the last week Jesus would live on this earth, and we are hearing the private teachings that Jesus made to his disciples in the upper room. We'll get rolling with that in just a moment. We make these Jesus stories available to you free of charge because of the support of those who can afford to do so. So what about you? Are you willing to help us keep this podcast going? It's really very easy. You just visit my website, jesusstories.info. That's jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. You'll find ways to support us financially, whether it's a one-time contribution or a small ongoing monthly contribution. Either way, any help is appreciated. And it will go to reach the over 2,000 listeners per month from all around the globe who hear this podcast. So won't you help? Just visit that website, jesusstories.info, that's jesusstories.info, and click on the Support This Podcast tab to find out how. Other than praying for us, one of the best ways to support us is through word-of-mouth advertising. Tell your friends. Tell people that you're listening to this podcast. Invite them to listen to. You can also rate and review us on your podcast player, and we appreciate whatever you're willing to do. So Jesus and his disciples are still in the upper room. Jesus has shared a Passover meal with them, given them new meanings for the emblems they use in Passover, and he showed them his love for them by washing their feet. We've seen Judas sent out to betray Jesus, and Jesus has also given them a new command. Love each other, he says, just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Finally, we see Peter upset over not being able to go with Jesus and promising that he's ready to go die for him. And Jesus predicts that Peter will deny that he knows him three times before the next day comes. Now, in an effort to comfort his disciples, Jesus offers these words. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, 
so that you will always be with me where I am. Jesus has told his disciples that he is going to go away, that where he's going, they cannot come. So now he is reminding them to trust him and trust in Jehovah God. Note that he also reminds them that they will be able to be with him later. I'll come and get you, he says, so that you will always be with me where I am. Then he adds, and you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas speaks up. No, we don't know where you're going. How can we know how to get there? Jesus answers with a statement that is really thought to be controversial. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, perhaps we need to camp there for a moment. Jesus makes three assertions about himself. First, he says, I am the way. This statement is paired with the following sentence. No one can come to the Father except through me. And it is what troubles some people. The statement means exactly what he's saying. It's very plain. Jesus offers the single path which leads to Jehovah God. And far from being exclusive, Jesus offers this path to anyone who's willing to follow it. Secondly, he says, I am the truth. Jesus has already equated himself with Jehovah God in his teachings, and now he's reminding his disciples that he is the true revelation of Jehovah God to the world. Having equated himself with Jehovah God, Jesus should know the way to the Father, and he shares that truth with the world. And finally, he says, I am the life. Jesus offers life to those who place their faith in him. In his next statement, I see Jesus looking at Thomas in love. He says, if you had really known me, you would know who my father is. Then he follows with, you do know the father and you have seen him. Remember Jesus' earlier statement, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. This is a reminder of that statement. Philip jumps in, show us the father and we will be satisfied. Jesus' response he reiterates what he's been teaching over the last several days. Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? It's almost like Jesus is asking Philip if he's been paying attention. But this is so important that Jesus covers this ground again. My words, he says, are not mine. They come from my Father. My Father lives in me and does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. In other words, belief that Jesus and the Father are one is vital to understanding who Jesus and the Father are. Then he adds, anyone who believes in me will do the works that I have done. In fact, they could do even greater works. And this is because I'm going to be with my Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it. I'll do it to bring glory or honor to the Father. Jesus will next shift gears. Well, kind of. He reiterates a statement he's made before and ties it to a promise which will reinforce what he has just told his disciples. So he starts by saying, if you love me, obey my commandments. In another statement, he's told his disciples that obeying his commands proves their love for him. 
keep his commandments, and, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads to all truth. Now, notice the name of the Holy Spirit here, an advocate. This is similar to a lawyer you hire to plead your case before a judge. Other words used in various translations include comforter, encourager, and counselor. In other words, the Holy Spirit will be sent to provide all these important acts of support to someone who is keeping the commandments of Jesus. Notice that he never leaves and he always leads to all truth. This Holy Spirit will take the place of Jesus' presence with the disciples once Jesus lives. He provides them with all that Jesus has been doing for them while he was living among them. And by the way, this applies to any of Jesus' disciples, not just the group that was in the upper room with him. Then he reminds them that the Holy Spirit is for his followers alone. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. He lives with you now and later will be in you. So Jesus adds, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. Then Jesus shifts the conversation. He talks about the resurrection which he will experience. Again, he's comforting his disciples who are distressed over the news that he will be leaving them. But this topic had to be a little confusing to them. I will come to you, he says. You'll be able to see me, but the world cannot see me. Since I live, you also will live. After my resurrection, you will know that the Father and I are connected. Again, he connects love and keeping commandments together. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. By the way, if it sounds like Jesus is repeating himself, well, it's because he is. It's been said that you have to hear something seven times before you remember it, and I think this is something that Jesus would have understood. So he repeats himself. He wants to make sure his disciples remember several very important concepts. First, that he and the Father are one. They are connected. Second, they love those who keep his commandments. Thirdly, they're not going to leave the followers of Jesus alone to fend for themselves. The Holy Spirit will live in them to guide, comfort, convict, and inform. Now, here's a piece of trivia for you. How many men were named Judas among Jesus' disciples? The answer is two. There is the Judas who will betray Jesus later in the evening. And there is a Judas who is also known as Thaddeus. He has a question for Jesus. Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? Jesus' answer goes back to what he's told them before. Remember what I said about reputation? All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them too. We'll make our home with each of them. Those who don't obey don't love me. This message comes from my Father. It's not mine. I tell you all of this now while I am with you, but when my Father sends the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Jesus next gives this reminder. 
I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. This is a gift which cannot come from the world. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Remember, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. If you loved me, you would be happy that I'm going to the Father, the Father who is greater than I am. I've told you all about all of this before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Jesus closes this segment of teaching with an interesting statement. Let me just read it to you. I don't have much more time to talk to you, because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. So Jesus acknowledges that his remaining time with his disciples is short. It's short because the ruler of this world is nearby. Who is the ruler of this world? He's talking about Satan. He's talking about the devil. There are other references that Jesus has offered to describe Satan as the ruler of this world, and you can hear the most recent in episode number 36. Satan is coming, he says, but he has no power over Jesus. Jesus continues, I will do what the Father requires of me. Now, he doesn't specify what that is, but it will become apparent in the next few hours of Jesus' life, and in our case, in the next few episodes of this podcast. Why will he do this? So that the world will know that I love the Father. Remember, obedience to commands and love are connected in the world of Jesus and the Father. And with that statement, Jesus and his disciples leave the upper room. Now, I'm going to end the events of this episode here, but because of the nature of this teaching, I think it's helpful for me just to summarize the teaching of Jesus that we've uncovered in this episode. Jesus began and ended with comfort for his disciples. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart a gift which cannot come from the world. Jesus is physically leaving them, but he's not leaving them or us alone. In his place, he is asking the Father to send the Holy Spirit to guide comfort and inform them. Your love for me, he says, is demonstrated by the way you keep my commands. If you've been watching me, I've kept my Father's commands because I love him. My Father and I are one, Jesus continues. I am in him, and he is in me. The words I speak are not mine. They are his. Your job, that's us, you and me, is to believe and obey. Believe in the Father and in Jesus. We are one. Obey the commands to show your love for us. Now, those are the points which I extract from this teaching today. You may think of other more pertinent reminders which Jesus is leaving for his disciples. I invite you to write to me if you do. Just visit our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Talk to Us tab in the menu. I'd love to hear your thoughts. By the way, there's a survey in that location as well where you can tell us a little more about you, and it's all anonymous. These Jesus stories come to you because of your support, both prayerfully and from your pocketbook. We appreciate that support. Maybe you're not a supporter yet. 
Would you carefully and prayerfully consider joining this ministry? Just go to JesusStories.info, click on the Support This Podcast tab in the menu. Any amount is gratefully appreciated. If you become a monthly donor, I have some extras for you. Jesus Stories extras, that is. Check them out on the website at JesusStories.info. Under the Support This Podcast tab, click on Become a Patron. Or go and visit directly at patreon.com slash Jesus Stories. The next episode of Jesus Stories will continue with more teaching from Jesus. Jesus is going to use a new analogy to explain the connection between the Father and him and his disciples. So join us in two weeks as we hear that teaching. We'll see you then. God bless. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.